hello everybody welcome back to the precision unloaded podcast you're once again joined by mark magdump mark and graham how are you mark yeah not too bad graham episode 70 70 who would have thought eh? um we will we will get some guests on again soon too we're working on a few things there but for the meantime yeah. it's, it's 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 me and me and mark um well they're on strike oh well well our, our show is scripted so our writers are on strike all the act, screen actors guilds on strike so that's jeff out anthony out wilkie out yeah that's they're, all, they're all unionists they are yeah unionists communists one of the same yeah, same thing so uh, in this episode we're going to talk about because to be honest we forgot um our sort of <laughs> we do two major centerfire matches a year um and we and forgot one we forgot we forgot that we'd, we'd hosted a uh, one of the bigger matches in the country so we had the uh, the Masterpiece Arms winter field shoot uh, at the end of June. Uh, we were busy with Australian events on either side, so hence we, we somehow missed it. So we thought we'd um, record a sort of somewhat bonus episode, uh, talk about that, and, and we might even touch on a few new uh, toys that have, that have rolled in. Um, first of all, though, we need to uh, plug our sponsor. The podcast sponsor is The Gun Rack. Uh, so most of you are familiar with the gun rack and if not look up on facebook or um instagram so gunrack.co.nz or just the gun rack uh, they're currently doing a 10 percent off for listeners of the podcast um so if you go on their website they've got mdt boyd's um or different reloading stuff uh, Howard, all sorts of stuff area 419 um if you go on there and at checkout put mag dump mark one word is the code and you should hopefully get 10% off. That's valid, I think, until the end of next month. Maybe. You'll find out. Um, but yeah, anyway, thanks to the Gunrack for carrying on sponsoring the show. And um, go and uh, support them and, and maybe save yourself uh, a few dollars off some cool products. Anyway, Mark, I heard a rumour you've got a new rifle. Uh, which one are we talking about? SRS. Ah, yes, I have uh, have the good fortune of being allowed to shoot for a extended period of time. Uh, a Desert Tech SRS and 6.5 Creedmoor. So um, it arrived with uh, all the necessary bits, three mags, um, a good Ordea uni mount, and the Valdada... Recon G2 Mini, so they're slightly smaller than the giant 40mm tube Recon G2 version. So, and so I've been getting familiar with that and uh, getting it sighted in and sorted out. And you've probably seen a couple of um, my attempts at hitting things with it. So, what are your impressions? <clears throat> uh, well, I've always liked the SRS. Um, I had one on. Uh, sort of review oh, a year or two back a year ago um same thing six five creed um they're pretty well they're they're a high-end system as you know they're not a, not a cheap system but they uh well they're accurate they're good barrels um i, I used one in six five creed more also so you know six five creed more most everything works in them which is which is nice sort of um you, any real sort of factory ammo options perform pretty well but um, nice trigger, far nicer than you'd expect from a bullpup. Like, I've used some shitty bullpups over the years, um, also back when we had semis. Um, but no, these these are nice. You don't, you're not left wanting 
and the trigger. Um, the bolt is would be the most the, the most different thing. It would be that the bolt is behind your trigger hand instead of forward of it. That takes uh, a, a little bit of getting used to, but it's, it becomes intuitive. Um, yeah, well, I've actually found it's I don't even notice it, so it's great. Um, overall, first impressions, I love the balance of it. So, and shooting off um, a bag or whatever or a backpack, it's really easy to shoot in that format. It's just um, the way the weight's distributed. So yeah, I do like it. And the bolt, I mean, yeah, it's it's bad, but I actually don't notice it. I haven't, I don't notice it already. Like in terms of you know operating, I'm not uh, fumbling around for anything. Um, the only area I'm going to have to work on is the mag, dropping the mag, and locating it and reading, you know, just, that's probably the one part of the ergonomics that I'm not quite used to yet, is the mag, sorting out the mag, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you've always changed mags, um, in the same manner, right? With, without terribly no but you, <laughs> you know what i mean like ai pattern oh. mags or tika mags yeah yeah um so yeah intuitively in front of the trigger guard so you sort of always yeah, yeah, yeah so it'll take a little bit of time getting used to <clears throat> doing a rearwards change and, and and figuring out how to press the button and becoming yeah. efficient with the manual of arms required for that rifle so um a minor thing is that it ejects pretty much just straight down in terms of those the cartridges don't fly far, so in terms of retrieving brass, they're always just at your feet. So, mm. um, which someone said, oh, that can be a good thing or a bad thing in terms of ejecting, but I haven't had a problem. It's cycled fine so far. Have had very few misfeeds, so uh, takes a little bit of getting used to single feeding it, but that's fine. It's not some rifles aren't super great at single feeding, and others are so. It'll just be a matter of just changing the mag mostly, one. Or... Yeah, no, I don't intend on having to single feed it. So yeah, yeah, just change mag. Yeah, so. it, look, it looks pretty bloody cool. Um, and and I've I've also noticed that I've been dealing to the local pig and goat populations <laughs> without mercy lately. Um, yeah, it's quite. A... Yeah, well, it's actually you know that's the other side of it with the it's got a B and T suppressor, which is a um, barrel forward one, so. Even though it's a short gun, it does extend its length a bit. But I mean, it's still a short overall package relative. So I can chuck it on the back of the quad side by side, and it's um, pretty narrow, fits anywhere. So um, what's the other thing? Yeah, I've still got to put my arc rail on it, so I'll get that sorted. Yeah, that came it came with a um, just a pick rail section at the front for a bipod, which is fine. But but I'll need to arc it for the tripod stuff. Um, yeah. So, ammo-wise, I've just running through mainly, I sided in with the, um, Norma Match Ammo, Golden Target, 130 grain stuff, so, and that's gone really well. Did some more shooting on Sunday with it, at 600 metres, and, like, it was dropping all the rounds, you know, on the, <clears throat> in terms of, um, height was perfect, just, uh, you know, obviously just the wind variable but um and then i'm just running for goat shooting i'm just running whatever ammo i've got left of different types so i've got some bond strike which is the heavy enormous stuff and um 
a bit of other Sarko ammo that I had rolling around, so, and all of that. I haven't, you know, checked where it's um, shooting in terms of at 100 metres, but it's, it's all been fine. Just I did the velocity with the radar for all that ammo, so, and it's um, perfectly adequate out to 500. So, um, managed to shoot two goats with one shot today, so that was good. That um, bond strike, um, I watched a few uh what you deal with a few goats with it and it was quite um i mean goats aren't a solid animal as we know for the people in regions with a lot of goats but um it, they it worked well no i've been yeah it's a blue polymer tip 143 grand round and um yeah it i had it in my night vision set up with the creedmoor and it was yeah very effective on pigs even big ones so i haven't had any issues dropping dropping big balls with it so it certainly um it does smack things well it's a bonded bullet i think eh? yeah yeah i don't know yeah no well, well good for pigs but it's all marketing you, names oh, well, fan, that's charging extra 30 dollars though <laughs> yeah that, that stuff would be over 100 bucks for 20 wouldn't it uh Bonds, right? no it's actually it was more affordable comparatively like i think 90 <laughs> more <laughs> no no i mean a lot of the others you know whatever the um eldx per box i'm pretty sure is well over 100 bucks now so the normal stuff's always been a, a bit cheaper than some of your other whatever top line ammo mm -hmm. yeah but i think um you know i've always had consistency wise it's great i think the brass is pretty good people tend to want the brass so yeah, I, normally when I'm shooting you, the brass doesn't even touch the ground and it's gone in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to pick it up and it's been scooped up. It's just yeah. gone. It's weird. It's just never to be seen again. I've got I've got about 400 of them. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've dealt yeah. a few pigs with it. Um, no, the scope's great. I mean, obviously I've got I've got the 50 kills got a Valdata and my 338 has got a Valdata scope on it, so I'm very used to the... The reticle and the setup, um, they're a good, well thought out scope, you know, um, good glass and pretty well priced for the quality, so. Cool, eh? That's just my opinion, I'm not just saying it, so. So, yeah. you've got a few months to get ready, well you've obviously got a lot going on the farm, but, and then Tarada will be its first big Cinefire debut. Yep. Yep nice uh team's match looking forward to that yes yeah, so we should mention carl is also shooting uh, for desert tech new zealand uh yeah he's a sort of integral part of um taranaki long range shooting um more so in the back i would say integral part of my team because well he is part of your team he yeah. pretty much holds it up <clears throat> he does <laughs> um so yeah uh, some of you know carl but carl and in, in the back he's more in the background side of things um yeah yeah he does more than most that's for sure but um so yeah congratulations mark and carl for um uh, picking up that deal with desert tech and uh hopefully team carl marks might have to revisit that name yeah nah stick with it that'd be fine that's fine <laughs> uh as for other new things anything else new uh sort of passed across the bench lately uh a 14 revolver shotgun thanks oh, we, to the gun rack we mentioned that last time <laughs> Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh. <laughs> wow. What oh, a, what a uh, useful gun. 
Um. <laughs> well, as I said last time, probably, and now I'm repeating myself, but people go, well, that's cool. And what's it for? And that's where we end up getting stumped. Um, you could say that about 80% of your guns, though. Jeez, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, but it's Name not... Name one. Uh, that, like, that you have for no reason. Yeah. The morale. That's true. Yeah, yeah, the waypoint. Okay. The carbon uh-huh. light. Mm-hmm. The Seekins. Mm-hmm. Um, the 6.5 PRC RPR. Uh, yeah. The 22 RPR. Uh, the uh-huh. 17 1022s. Yeah. Um, bunch right. of shotguns. Yeah. Combat okay. shotguns. Okay. Mm, um, true. I'm not even in combat. What else? The fuck, there's more. Uh, the 50 cal. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's got a definite purpose. That does. That was that actually won you a, an event. That's what's well, a winning winning combination. And, and you are the people's champ with that from the last RT as well. So thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll anyway, think, I'll think of some more as to... we talk. <laughs> moving on, uh, I want I want to hear about this. Uh, so you obviously changed the chassis on your masterpiece arms, um, partly due to regulations in Australia. But anyway, uh, you've gone for is it a Matrix Pro chassis? Yes. So uh, I think we mentioned it a couple podcasts ago. Um, oh. New South Wales uh, folding uh, stock is illegal there. Um, uh, that was sort of news to me about two weeks out from heading back to Aussie. So uh, Guns and Zs supplied me with the. The, the latest chassis from Masterpiece Arms, uh, the Matrix Pro. Um, it is a cool chassis. Like, I guess, oh, in this day and age, I guess you'd call it like the, the tier one option from, from Masterpiece Arms. It's got all the latest um, features that are sort of... Uh, uh, pe- that people want. High-end precision, sort of, you know, it's got... Obviously, wider and flatter yeah obviously Arcarel if, if you build something without Arcarel now you're like you're, you're thick right um it's got yeah a, a wider forend it's like goes yeah. out wider past the Arcarel it's quite interesting like, significantly um they got rid of so on the the BA comp the previous chassis they had a proprietary attachment system and the death of anything in this day and age is coming up with a proprietary system you should always use the common mounting system i.e. M-Lock. So they've gone to M-Lock on this, uh, which is great, fantastic actually. Um, they still, you, you can't really put, you have to put their weights in. So I've made some because weights are overpriced. In my opinion, they're just bits of steel for any gun, so I just make them. But, but now they're M-Lock. Um, what else? We've got, uh, one of the coolest things is on the on the, on the the rear stock part of it, um, where you, what's traditionally known, known as the bag rider, and there's a button that actually releases and it's spring-loaded and it's like can sort of go up and down a couple of inches, like lower or higher, or, or to like where you'd have it normally. And I thought, oh, that's a waste of time. But then, frick, it's not, man. When you're in a position where your bag can't get high enough, you just click this little thing, this little button on your on your, on your the buttstock and um, the um, the bag rider just comes down to suit and you let the button go and it's, it's locked there. It's, it's actually... Um, I'm surprisingly into it. Um, I thought it was just a bit of a gimmicky thing, but now that's that's a fantastic feature. Um, shit, what else can I say about it? Obviously, so what are it, they, sorry. What are they available for? Is it 700 footprint type stuff? And... I, I believe it'll be only 700 footprint. 
I am just guessing though. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's that's your main competition footprint, right? Um, yeah. Not yeah, it's not so not really Tigers and Howers and that. It's sort of the main market's going to be the, the in the US the PRS, um, you know the that sort of thing NRL PRS. So nearly everybody runs a Remington uh, clone or something. So not many people actually run Remington anymore. Um, and then obviously, what else? Uh, as per normal on a high-end chassis, your, um, your check riser and link pull adjustable with the little um, turn clickers, and you can also lock it. Um, so adjustable on the fly? Yeah, but you can lock it so it's not, right? Oh, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. to be honest, there's not, unless you're one of those guys who like slightly adjusts your, your um, uh, butt pad and cheek height for different positions, which not many people do, it's... Ugh. Yeah, yeah, the whole adjustability thing, I like to be able to adjust it to suit me and then lock it in place. Yeah. Um, uh, it's got different thumb rests that come with it for your thumb, either on the left or right-hand side, depending. Uh, it's a thumb hole style um, chassis, but it's not like your Boyd's or um, older style. It's a, a more modern take on it, and I'm guessing it's ambidextrous just looking at it. Um, I'm right-handed, so it's not really an issue. Uh, what else? Uh magazine catches on these uh the, the latch is adjustable i also didn't realize that the ba comp was also adjustable until i pulled it apart. so i was like oh wow that's got an adjustable magazine latch so that way you can tune how high your mag sits um which is especially important if you do put like a, a voodoo or a remix into one of um an mpa chassis because and krgs and that um, mdt's for that matter now but um you can tune the magazine height which is far more critical in a rimfire uh, it's got a night vision bridge, which I use just for, you know, holding the front of the gun. Uh, a spigot at the front for a bipod or <coughs> it's either pick or arc. You can just turn it upside down. But yeah, it's 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 pretty, it's pretty cool, and it looks absolutely just a million bucks. It's cool. So, how much of an um, improvement on the previous chassis? Uh, so it's got a longer right. fore end. Um, yeah. You're not if you've got a BA comp, you don't need to like throw it away. BA comp's still fantastic, right? This is just I I'd say in the BA comp would be an all around better chassis for field shooting. Yeah. But lighter stuff like that. Whereas this the Matrix Pro would be more suited to a more prop based um solid barricades that kind of thing yeah well i saw a lot of mpas in aussie heaps, so, heaps of them yeah um were they mainly were they entire rifles or people building to a degree uh, uh i'm not sure i didn't, did you have a close look at some of them or? no i don't know if the action so so the mpa rifles they don't make their actions they're a curtis action but there's an mpa okay. barrel so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure over there um most of what was over there was BA comps with a, they have these sort of essentially wings that are yeah. wide in the forend. Um, I, I'm not sure. There might have been one Matrix. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if there's any Matrix Pros. But yeah, so pretty cool. I'll work on getting a bit more shit out about it in the future. Yeah, um, no, no, I was just in, I was interested more if um, people just brought the chassis or any actually came in with the entire rifle for a start, you know. Um, I mean, a lot of them looked built. That's what I'm saying. You know that. 
it seems over there they're very into well you know why well, I mean those but you know getting all the bits and customizing it for themselves sort of thing so yeah as opposed to buying an entire rifle yeah, yeah. but yeah um so far so it's, it's pretty cool man it's um yeah i mean yeah you would have seen the well you see me shooting it recently right it's it's freaking it's it's a it's a it's a beast anyway um we might as well talk about this uh major competition that we forgot happened good segue good segue we're pretty on to it um yeah. so um our sort of our winter event this originally um <clears throat> i've touched on in the past but this come about after the, the original lockdowns when the world went mad and um we all got locked in our house and, and stuff so uh, uh you simon and i talked like hey maybe we should hold a an event everyone's all been penned up for all this time and everyone's reloaded all their ammo and polished their gun right and so we we come up with this event using a different part of the property and it's turned into a shit it's been a pretty successful event it's always sold out um i think this is the was this the fourth year running it 21 yeah it was 21 22 23 yep no that's fourth third i'm good anyway mind yeah. my maths um third time running it uh we still use the same positions but we sort of we try and mix it up a little bit each time with standard stuff for the match right you try not to run the same shoot every single year and but pray that the rain the weather's not too bad yes because it's in june and, and we've so it could be a cesspit but anyway it's i think we've always this been, year was great yeah last year was wet um yeah but it wasn't too bad under oh no it was yeah got yeah, a bit muddy towards the end yeah Hordy had to dig steps and stuff yeah. <laughs> the last one but anyway it's um anyway so it's it's become an established event on our calendar and it's our sort of we do two major centerfires a year and um so again it was well not everyone shows up but it was a sold out event um so 48 shooters which is pretty cool um to, to you know yeah for people to carry on supporting our events and such and uh so masterpiece arms uh, funnily enough we've just been talking about them masterpiece arms new zealand so via guns nz who uh sponsor me heavily um uh come on and sponsored the event and um provide some prizes and help and stuff so it was, yeah, it was the masterpiece arms uh winter field shoot uh coincidentally masterpiece arms in us have got all excited about this and next year are planning a few things which we can talk about when that comes to fruition but yeah so this is a uh, we try lean on the field style quite heavily in this event so um a little bit unsupported shooting um more shooting through like off natural trees and through brush uh, well we also used our, our trench because our trench is cool as um i threw in a prone stage this year which was a bit which this event we generally don't have bugger all prone so um nice prone stage just to keep everyone happy um and it's just a matter of like mixing up targets and trying to find a good blend on small and large anyway <clears throat> so weather it looked like it was going to rain mark would have predicted it was going to rain and then i think we only had one shower come across all day yeah after i said it was going to be fine all day yeah so, as, as usual yeah so it, mark is generally quite wrong with the weather yeah um, 
Optimistic. Optimistic, I call. <laughs> Agreeable with the weather. Lying. Lying <laughs> about the weather. It'll um, be fine. It'll be dry. Don't worry. Yeah. And, and we've, we've also, um, you know, freaking hashtag global warming. You. Um, we've had quite a mild winter here, so it hasn't been too cold. So, um, so that, that definitely makes it a bit better. But, um, yeah, where do we start, Mark? Well, it was across eight stages and... Uh, off the uh, hilly knobs, and um, the day went pretty well. We had uh, quite a few more practical shooters. I thought it would probably be even Stevens, but we'd well, we end up with 16 open class and 25 practical. Um, yeah, I don't know. What was your thought? I mean, with the stages, obviously your uh, bushy one was uh, quite unpopular. Uh, do you know what's funny? So, I let uh, snipers posse. Snipers, snipers posse, snipers posse. Um, th- there's normally the stages that Simon and I think are the coolest. People dislike the most. It seems yep. to be a common theme here. Um, but uh, well, let's talk about that because I, oh, to me, those stages are cool. Like it was, you're in a bit of a bugger of a spot. Uh, essentially, a couple of years ago, we said to Mark, we want to shoot from inside this patch of bush on this knob, and so Mark like chainsawed a path and um, it sort of made access for us. And and the sheep over time have actually cleared it out a bit and made it um uh, a bit more well, accessible. Yeah. Or um, died in the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know why we went to that position? Because the, the the old position next to it, a sheep died on. Do you remember? <laughs> there was a dead yeah, sheep was, there. It had been there a while and we weren't moving it. Yet. No, yeah. and I think more have died there since. And it got a bit soft. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so you're sort of um, encased by um, trees and, 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 and uh, young, you know, young scrubs. So. But we go in there this time and it's just, I don't know, from that last storm we had, all the covers blown out of it. There's there's just a massive window looking over the range. And we're like, oh, shit, this is pointless. Because the idea is that you have to find loopholes in the foliage and sticks and shit and <clears throat> and thread your, your round through, which is, um, I find, really, really interesting. But, um... <laughs> but Others don't. <laughs> well, I think if they maybe had a chance to practice it, they might so that could be you know like yeah um if, if you just shoot at a range um you're not going to be able to do that kind of shooting right so simon got uh um he essentially we were putting out steel and so he like built a solid wall of of brush like as solid as you can make and he, he then got he then got a shotgun and 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 shot like a a half dozen or eight windows through through the foliage um so now a shotgun is, is a regular part of our setup tools apparently um so there was a bunch of options and then um the idea was that under time you well you, you sort of have a bit of a look at the start but under time you tr- try and find a position so for open class it was off tripods so sort of just just back from from the bush a bit and then um, for practical class, there's a, it's a series of old manuka branches that are randomly screwed and tied together, and they shoot off that. Um, I'd, I'd say it's harder in practical because 
an open you can i just set the tripod up wiggled around till i've got a, a window with enough vertical um you know it's like i think an inch and a half tall by like 10 millimeters wide or something a little split in the trees and um so you can move your position essentially where it's practical have to find a static position and, and work with that so but anyway and then the idea is you there's like a standing target which i missed first time ever not getting standing shots in a comp anyway and then you transition to your tripod or whatever and um and try hit these two targets i think it was three times each through the loopholes and did anybody zero it oh some, some oh not too bad so we had two in, in open four. class yep four all up yep hey wasn't oh, five no nah, there's more one wasn't highlighted who wrote this program god dang um yeah actually probably not as bad as and the points aren't too bad a lot of tens which will be them getting the standing shots um yeah, yeah i was trying to work out who did better practical or open but because open had the tripod set up obviously so which is sometimes was a handicap i look from what i saw when i went out to look at it I'd, yeah. I'd i'd disagree i reckon the tripod's a massive advantage on that stage no but if they i don't know what am i saying the way they deploy if they got it wrong in terms of positioning and didn't bother to shift then you know oh yeah that, if, you, if you don't yeah yeah but yeah. that's yeah which is why i can't see a big difference between the two classes but the, the, you've got the option to move it though that's the thing right whereas practically no no but i'm can't. saying that didn't seem to help them oh yeah oh, yeah in that regard yeah but that but that's just yeah. people um having i think anyway not that my score is very good in that stage but having tripods and not deploying them under any form of stress better timer or hunting or whatever right yeah that's that's just yeah. a competency thing in my opinion um yeah and not yeah. <laughs> to be honest if you run like a tack table or something and you have a, a shooting bag on it you can turn the shooting bag like three different directions and you'll get different heights yeah so instead of or have the one that's going to trigger or a or a gamer tripod yeah 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 well be ban- a banned one a band band <laughs> well we maybe more than two people have them we'll ban them <laughs> yeah thanks but but yeah it's <clears throat> definitely the least popular stage um, yeah. of the event i would right well let's let's go to the most popular thing which was the uh stage eight top gun two gun oh top gun is a as a series of um, tom cruise movies a series a series of two of them yeah okay two gun you'll go with that maybe so, because there was two guns that would be so ex- explain the stage mark uh so they had the trench my temporary trench from uh january which ended up still being there seven months later. Uh, first of um, all, you said, we should keep this. It's cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just sort of, in the back of my mind, just thought that I couldn't be bothered filling it back in, but obviously I decided we should keep it. Well, we've had three major events this year alone in that. Yeah. That's worth yeah. its weight in gold. So anyway, the trench as it was still remains, so... As you walk down the start of the trench to your right, there's two, basically, uh, Saps. side trenches, which um, you basically have a, have a dirt backdrop, and we set up 
um, clay targets in those, and you had a shotgun. Essentially, you had to hit. Was it three in each trench? Or two? Yes, three in each trench. Two. Yeah, so you had uh, six rounds, and you had to basically hit these under time three clays in each trench before you then advanced on to where your rifle was staged your uh, competition rifle and then shot through the uh, three culverts at targets so um, added a bit of variety and um, probably I guess tested out people's overall rifle handling ability with different types of rifles so it showed up people who were not that familiar with shotguns or hadn't used them a lot or so it, um, yeah, it was quite interesting. I mean, most people did pretty well, but um, some had uh, a lot of issues with the first part of the stage. So, um, but not that many. Yeah, that's the the hard thing. Like, because it's you add uh, when it comes to like designing a match, you add this stuff into. Uh, well, first of all, we've got a trench with uh, multiple bits you can run through, right? So, yeah, it's. We have shot the older guns in the tr- in the trench because uh, obviously this is stage eight and it faces towards uh, what is range is that range nine or eight anyway it faces one of our ranges so we've got a big dead zone big hills backstops everything it's perfect right so and no one's going to be past this point so you've got a you can fire in two directions which is cool but shooting like your precision rifle at a <laughs> We've done it occasionally. You shoot paper targets; it's pretty cool. But this is a, like a meant to be a dynamic stage. So, running through with the shotgun, obviously it's got a, an arrow on their shoulder, and they uh, several sort of safety things to keep it safe. Um, but also, it, it earns points, right? Each clay is worth a point. So there's there's six points available. It's not it's not the end of the world if you miss some, but it's also you don't you don't want to miss them, right? Because it's, it's six relatively easy points um so finding that balance of an easy gun to operate shot i.e shotgun um you don't have to be overly accurate really why it's got no choke so it's sort of pretty uh it's the spread is pretty good for 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 the aims pretty average and then um having like a low well most people had low recoiling ammunition (laughs) until the last few squads um and then they got some like turkey loads or something <laughs> but yeah it's just a, a way of trying to um uh, three-dimensionalize the stage and also add in a bit of um uh, flair i guess yeah yeah and it's a stage where someone whose uh scope is completely failed uh and zeroed several stages during the day can actually get six points which um was that was that my boy jasper. jasper's best stage it was a serious <laughs> third. <No. laughs> I just was looking at how many people got just six points, you see, and I was like, oh, there's Jasper and there's a couple of others. So I'm assuming they probably just nailed the shotgun part and the rest of it didn't quite go to plan. So, And yeah. I think by then he was on open sights. So, Yeah, his scope fell uh, off. It broke in half and fell off. Um, yeah. That's a whole other story. How I... <laughs> hey, I've got this... On targets I've like got this... Were, mm, not not going to work. I've got this vintage sniper rifle. Can you, like, um, get it tuned up, get it shooting real well, Graham? Yeah, yep, yeah, okay, cool. Get the scope all set up properly, do a few modifications to make it work, load ammo, do data to a 1,000 metres, shoot it, test it, give it back to Jasper, breaks the scope in half straight away. <laughs> anyway, not as if it's a real collectible old gun, so that's fine. Um, so, okay, what do you think? Of, so 
uh, so I probably should get this out of the way. So I shot this event, and Mark, uh, he was match director. Um, I, I think you may have match directed more than anyone in the country this year. Yeah, my points are up there. You are going for match. So he, he's going for match director of the year yet again. Um, so yeah. anyway, uh, I got to shoot it. I thought it was and cool. Arrow of the year as well. Arrow of the year, yes. Um, Australasian. You, oh, oh yes, you are a international RO. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of, our, none of us other guys have that honour. No. No, that's only you. Um, yeah. So you like shotguns, you like long-range um, practical precision rifles. What did you think of the stage? The movement, the shotgunning, shooting steel with the, with the, with the long gun. What do you reckon? No, it was very good. Um, I thought overall time was time was well set on it so it was challenging to get through to the end um obviously the top work guys could do it and a few cleared it so um and it provided a just a bit more as i said earlier on variety in terms of um handling of firearms and proficient use of them um and that's you know so if you stuffed it up with a shotgun in terms of you know cycling or getting it working so um that sort of handicap your stage and burnt time so neither was great um it's just how you can do it you know I'm, i'd envisage probably uh doing something like that with a 22 as instead of a shotgun would be also a slightly more economical way of doing it <clears throat> when i don't have a massive box of spare ammo lying around so um i think it's easier to get shotgun ammo than good 22 ammo well, uh, you could no we we sure, yeah. that we could do um, a lever action there you go with forty five seventy, we we could do um, a precision in a precision event. You could run a a ten twenty two with a red dot set up in a similar situation with a multiple. Um, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, that's a cool idea. That's fantastic. Now your your ideas in the past have normally been. Um, questionable but Shoot, that's, a, that's a good shooting one. off a dead horse or something yeah yeah it was hard to get a dead horse you know not that hard not as hard as you think <laughs> a dead cow i don't know it's a bit more expensive just hit up my road further and you'll see them running across the road oh you did well you did see a dead horse anyway that's another story um oh yeah it's another story for another day but anyway i'm gonna it was a hairless horse too <laughs> i'm gonna write that down that's that's something we could play with easy um <clears throat> in fact you've got a red dot 1022 all set up uh-huh. yeah. yeah hollow sun mode. it's already got a big scratch on the lens so it doesn't matter if we wreck it yeah yeah <laughs> anyway the half half of the takedown 22 the rough. Oh, um so anyway yeah, yeah cool stage um uh, maybe expect the odd little thing like that going forward as we try and um obviously we 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 sort of have our own sort of spin on events here um so that was that was everyone's favourite stage. So we've got we went from everyone's least favourite to like to the point of not enjoying themselves to yeah. having lots of fun running and gunning, shotgunning up close, like pretty cool. So um, yeah, and then everything else. In How did, yeah, so we go on the other stage. Of which is uh, stage one. So sling time, which is uh, off that hill with no foliage so it was basically an unsupported stage wasn't it yes yeah, so i tried to plant some trees on that hill but the sheep and 
everything kept fucking turning it back to grass and it's just no, it's good to have a clean hill too yeah it's the least interesting so we generally do the the unsupported there so what did we have we had a like hun's head target at or figure 12 where it's called it 150 meters an ipsic at like 300 a 66 yeah. percent ipsic and then at like just under 500 we had a full size ipsic and one had to be shot from an unsupported prone one had to be shot from sitting or kneeling one had to be shot standing um again i missed my standing shots so I sh- the other ones that i did the the 500 meter just from a kneeling up to this the stage on the crest of the hill with these three marked positions essentially one on the left hand side of the hill one at the top and one just off the right hand side so on the left hand side it goes down the bank so you can actually you can actually build quite a solid kneeling position there like a how do i explain it um sorry sitting it's a sitting position and you have yeah, your, sitting, your, sitting. your knee up really yeah. high yeah and then you tuck your elbow into the bank and you sit your rifle on there and it's 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 not as good as prone but it's it's it's, it's well solid enough to confidently hit a full-size up at 500 meters so it's like bam and bam, bam get those hits then i went over and shot the the kneeling at the 66 percent that was easy bam bam bang and then the standing like this is where the matrix pro because i've put weight in the front to get the balance nice yeah i, I cannot and, and in this stage in the rules it stated sling only and sling had to be um put on your person under time so you couldn't start with it already locked in your arm or something um i think to shoot the heavier setup that the matrix pro is unsupported standing i will have to use a pump pillow i just could not hold it up like normally in a comp if there's unsupported standing targets which there was two targets this match and they'll both to be hit three times that one and twice another stage normally for me that's just points it's just harvesting points like you know easy um why doesn't everyone just hit it but i didn't even have a chance (laughs) like i didn't hit none of them so um the pump pillow would have helped but it was not allowed in the rules um i don't know who wrote those and um yeah yeah so that uh that cut me a little bit that's for sure um but still a fun yeah most people most people scored about two-thirds of the points on that stage so um shout out to brad who's the only person to clear it in practical class so he's a very accomplished um shooter uh, service rifle shooter yeah so that's bread that's bread and butter for him not i'm not surprised he did so well um shit i got 21 i think next was a 20 so second high school 24 two so and and steve um our our good friend steve ray got 24 too so um looking at that interestingly like that stage a couple of years ago simon might look into it more than me but the scores are pretty good you're saying this time are good yeah like the- uh i felt people tack well i watched it for a bit and i felt people tackled it pretty averagely actually the squads i watched but they, they basically gave up on the far target so yeah hence why some of them ended up with this pretty consistently 21 points as a theme that's still a good score yeah i know but 
it's like they um you had three you know previously on that stage the similar sort of set it's always been well generally three different positions and um if you think about it strategically you know you've got um plenty of opportunity to do the long target but people sort of just didn't bother or did, you know mm. sort of knew they weren't going to get there or um maybe chose the wrong first target sequence a bit probably doing it burning a bit of ammo on standing unsupported yeah yeah you don't want to get your hits that you're confident in i either yeah. sorry i said sitting and kneeling earlier sitting or kneeling and unsupported prone i think that was it anyway whatever it was um get the ones where you know you can get the hits and then use what ammo you've got left for the one you're the least confident in um, would be the not that my score is particularly high but i did that and less confident in the standing shot and then proceeded to miss them all um <clears throat> much to my uh disappointment because um, it's yeah what you know like shit what did i end up on 21 so that's nine points so it would have been three points a hit um would have come in handy right but that's life um everyone has a story of how if they just got those few extra points they would have done so much better um but it's still it's cool to see people thinking about these stages a bit more i know overseas stuff they're not overly popular um whether they're popular here um yeah we're going to put them in there anyway um I, I do need to brush up on my standing uh going forward into uh, the 22 events and the spark series and also obviously tarata there'll be a bit so i need to sh- uh, sharpen that back up because at the moment it's um it's a lackluster um you, yeah, and, well, you, and, you and Carl are destroying me at the moment. Stage two, the bunker. Um, obviously, people seem to either do okay or terrible on that stage. So I didn't actually go. It was one. There wasn't a lot of room up there, so I didn't actually go up and have a close look. Um, so you obviously your squad obviously went through it, and you did. So, uh, what was the challenging bits of that? Uh so I, I didn't have a particularly smooth run through the through the bunker. Um, oh shit! I so I got sixteen out of twenty nine, so just over half, right? Off the roof, um, it's like a tin roof with sort of sandbags randomly on it, so it doesn't give you a particularly flat surface. And I shot it off a bipod in a bag, and it, it wasn't good because I, I run a real wide bipod. It was falling off the sandbag, and I thought. After the stage, I thought, man, I remember shooting. We ran a similar version of the stage back in Long Range Challenge in February. And I remember shooting it and going, oh, shouldn't have used a bipod. I should have just used a bag and just sat it up on the, the roof. Anyway, so the roof was sloppy, but I got the points on the roof, moved into the bunker. So for open class, you would deploy your tripod under time inside the bunker and have your obviously get your muzzle as far forward as you can just to reduce the concussion. And then practical, they could just shoot out the front of the bunker like you would in a, if you were in a bunker and um as i climbed in i sort of got caught up on one of the sandbags and pulled it in with me which landed on my tripod so i was like trying to freaking un get all that out and then I, I i should have gone in there with a um uh, a plate on top of my tripod and then run the bag and the plate but instead i thought I'd, for some ra- weird reason we ne- i never clip in anymore but i was like oh, i'll just clip in so that was a mistake so um 
yeah, and then I was just sloppy, and it obviously it hurt me. And I have stood some pretty average points. One of my lower stages for the day, definitely. Um, but a, a, a good stage, pretty challenging. You had to sort of everything go pretty well to, to get through it. Um, a few guys did okay on it. Yeah. So what am did Mark's old post then? Well, <laughs> so I could not hit the small targets. Because that's your worst stage. Yes, FYI. eight points. So I, I train on those little targets. Um, in fact, a little bit harder, and I just couldn't hit them. And then I sort of, after the event, I checked my zero, and I was about, I think I was point four low. Stupid misses. Stupid misses. Um, just, just, am, just a real amateur move. So it, it sort of scraped me through on the bigger targets, but those short targets. Um, what I find if I miss them, um, because it's obviously it's so close it's like 200 meters uh the dirt behind the target you just get a a puff of dirt and it's it's not like it's that distance where the, it'll be like half a mil left or 0.3 left wedge or something it's like you just get dirt behind it and i, I couldn't see and, and like on another one of the stages with the small 200 meter stuff i shot it what i clipped it once i didn't know where enough stage some guys go are oh, you going high and then another guy's like, you go, no, you go left. Another guy's like, no, I think it was right. So I had four people tell me four different sides it was off. <laughs> and, I was, and they're all telling me, I'm like, well, you all told me something different. So I'm just, oh, f- fuck knows. Like, you're not, it's not helpful, right? They're trying to be helpful, but if you just like, Pfft. but what it was, it was the whoever told me I was going off the bottom. I was, I was going off the bottom. So, um, yeah, that, that annoyed me. Just like, that's an amateur thing, the zero being out. Um, I was playing around with my weights and stuff and, didn't check it uh, the classic like you know I, I laugh at you for doing it Tarada last year and then I do a similar thing right so um, so that's just a pre-match sort of checklist thing I need to sharpen up on um, like shit that was man that I, a lot of points I lost over those small targets were easy points yeah um, so just shit like that man it just well I wasn't really I wasn't ready for the match, I guess. Gun wasn't ready and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just disappointing. Disappointing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the easiest stage of the day looks like stage seven, which was the big and small troop line. I mean, definitely an open class. The top 10, 11, all got over 20, pretty much. Um, well over 20 out of 27 and even in um practical most of them the top top 10 was over well over 20 points so was that a prone stage that was the prone stage yeah so it's a uh, prone stage a big and small at 300 ish yeah 450 ish and then i think it was 700 meters or 680 or something the far one i pulled down today yep yeah that one and so you had a but it, okay, so this was weighted. Uh, the small targets were worth significantly less. So if you could go through and get your hits on the big, um, uh, your solid yeah. score. Right? The idea was a, a big, like a good harvesting stage, but a prone. Um, but then the little targets just to sort of, just a challenge. Um, and uh, I, should I think I only hit one of the little targets? I did only hit the little one at the 
300 so got lucky and hit that actually when i pulled it down there was a hit right on the bottom edge it was probably me um <laughs> uh, yeah um well, i didn't think it was a bad stage i thought it was just a nice um yeah sort of they were sort of pretty well in a line as you want with the troop line and um yeah. there's a little bit of wind through the day so it wasn't like it was just hold straight up i think oh, i can't remember it wasn't that windy it was a bit i think the, the worst target for wind was the one from um, stage four you shot that target right over the back and it, um like 500 meters i remember having to i remember i get i thought come up with a wind call and then i had to add on, add on a bunch more for that one and it was a small target too it was sort of when we set the match up i was like oh this should be this size but i've only got the smaller size here and simon goes to me he's like oh, i've got this this other target truck i was like nah it's already set up it'll be fine so it was a 10 inch it was quite a tricky position actually um i'd say that's probably one of the harder shots of the day i mean i had it once i think out of three tries or something but um yeah yeah all right well but the big thing was graham you came away with the trophy for the day and that was uh pretty cool Yes, I got my truck minorly stuck and somehow won an award. It was quite a quite quite an achievement, and it was the biggest trophy of the day. Yeah, pretty epic. Pretty epic. Well yeah. done. It was the arse and, award. Uh, you and Ming, who was quite surprised. Yeah, and Jeff, we all and uh, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, post posthumously, well, he's not dead. Uh, Dylan <clears throat> will be going on the trophy as well for getting his BMW off road many moons ago down the bottom of the road i still got a photo of that somewhere i could probably poke it online yeah i might need um special clearance so no, to be the four-wheel drive excellence award uh is for people who got themselves into four-wheel drive difficulty mainly through the fault of their own and their own stupid decisions so well done Graham. so we were we were going um up bowers valley the other day where jeff got stuck and I said to Mark, where did Jeff get stuck? And he goes, oh, funnily, funnily, funnily enough, it was right there. Like, it was right where we were, and you could still see the old marks. And we were sort of laughing about it. We took some photos, and then we drove around the corner and got the quad bike really stuck. Yeah, about 20 metres further <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he should have known. And then we're like, bloop. <laughs> I was like, this is ironic. Uh, so that was a... Uh, hey, towing trailers. No, it was there. That, and that was match prep, so that doesn't count. It doesn't count. Because we're setting it's up. It's not going on the trophy. No, no, you can't. You have to award it to yourself. No, and I'm not giving my trophy up too because my trophy shelf is pretty bare, and that fills it up nicely. So good. Yeah. Um, so what we should probably right. go over is the results wise. Results. The top top twenty. I mean, no ten. I mean five. I mean three. So in open class, we had in third Ian from Hardy Rifle, um, one seventy one points. Uh, did a great job. <coughs> it was a uh, good shoot with Ian. Ian's um, a fantastic competitor. And also Hardy Rifle was a big supporter of uh, various events of ours. Um, yeah. Essentially, whatever we ask them for, they have just come to the party with always fantastic. Make some really cool stuff too. The Spark 22 uh, loner rifle that we've put together uh, now has a really nice Hardy suppressor on it, um, which two new shooters we'll be using at the pew pew round in about a week and a half so that's pretty awesome uh second place anthony collie and then on sorry he was on 177 and then in first place congratulations to 
my stupid missus, Michael Wilkie, uh, on one six. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. <clears throat> no, it doesn't, and it's out of context. So we'll, we'll leave it out of context. Um, no, Michael did an excellent job. Um, one hundred eighty six points, so clear win. Um, good work, Michael. That's um, yeah, a cool shoot. Uh, did great on the um, fully legitimate. Fully legit. No, no, no cause of illegitimacy, which is. Have been taint, yeah, tainted certain people's reputations in the past, um, and just, top on hit percentage too. So there you go. Yeah, and to be honest, the only one I'm surprised with him was only getting 17 on the stage one. I I thought that would have been all up Wilkie's aisle. The unsupported stuff must have had a bit of a thing, but other than that, just solid scores, just harvesting points. Um, yeah. So great work shooting the six gay tiger. Um, so excellent work to Michael. Now, practical class, or some would call the main class. Um, some, a lot more interesting. A lot more First interesting. time winner. First time winner. <laughs> Seventh time seconder. <laughs> Another podium. Another for the podium. Man um, who doesn't need any name mentioning because everyone knows it's so, Sam. So, uh, so anyway, third place we had. Um, Steve, who's been coming to our events for years and years, uh, he got a podium at Tarata, uh, so late last year, which was which was awesome. Um, and then he's sort of followed. Um, shit, I don't remember where he came a long way. Challenge, but anyway, great result coming in third. Steve, um, like oh, what we should say too is between um, third, second, and first, there is three points. Yeah, so that's so that's a. Uh, a hit on any particular stage depending on the target um so yeah so steve coming in and then so preloading obviously works preloading <laughs> having a few fantas the night before oh yeah yeah a few few fucking whiskeys yeah um <laughs> i think he's from hardly uh and then in second the um the forever bridesmaid <laughs> Samo, Samo, Samo. Oh man, Sam has had so many second places. It's not even. It's getting out of hand. Um, like to be honest, next time I think if he comes second, we're just gonna have to give him the win. Yeah, it's it's get it's getting out of hand. Um, but great shooting. Um, shooting his backup rifle on his two, two, three. Uh, I bet he's kicking himself about that now. But <laughs> that's life. Um, but great work, Sam. And then in first place, our good friend, Carrington. Um, so uh, he's been strong, like very strong in like Super Steel and events like that. He's, he's a good service rifle shooter. Um, so this is his, by far his best finish in a practical event. Um, yeah. Great competitor, always helps out as well. Oh, so yeah. Ha- yeah. Hangs around, helps pull down steel. Um, always wears a singlet. Um, <laughs> apart from when he's dressed up as a, a totally uh, appropriate soldier from the Imperial Japanese Army in some events, but anyway, um, nah, awesome work. Um, yeah, great job, and uh, congratulations on your first place, Carrington. It's um, and, and what I need to say, <laughs> I told them on the day we have trophies, NPA trophies. Um, they were just on their way from China. They're here now. I've just got to assemble them and paint them, and then those guys. All going well, we'll get their trophies at the next 22 event. I'll, I'll do a little presentation for them or something. 
they've got medals but anyway they get a cool trophy for their uh, for their shelf or their cabinet or to leave in the shed whatever um but yeah another successful event we had uh it was, it was a good day uh mark took care of the barbecue this time around i was snowed under with drama and stress to, to sort of so mark took that off my hands which is very much appreciated mark thank you yeah just sausage surprise <laughs> sausage surprise um not the thing you normally want to hear from mark but um no, it wasn't no. too bad this time around <laughs> uh, <laughs> um no it was it was it was good and um for, for the people who helped you out your, your lovely wife and, and darren and such um just yeah, it was good uh we need to thank obviously always do it we need to thank um the volunteer team so um uh luke and calvin uh volunteered running you know uh, stages that needed a particular um set of inst- instructions yeah uh carl um for running the trench which is ideal especially with the extra movement with the shotgun and stuff you sort of someone who's happy to run around all day um uh thank you to gpre so so simon gillis and co um again uh, targets helping with scorecards set up doing photography helping stage design um uh, everything right so without all these different um uh people it it doesn't happen thank you to mark for being um new zealand's favorite match director slash host barbecue Uh, cooker barbecue cooker barbecue uh organizer um uh, okay no but again um another uh, thanks to guns nz and, and masterpiece arms new zealand for their yep. support and, and the prizes and such um and thank you to the competitors who uh, keep driving out into the middle of nowhere to hang out and um and and shoot some cool guns right uh, otherwise we're just some weird dudes on a farm pretty much yeah but um all right i think that just about wraps us up yeah so that's pretty cool just over an hour so all going well i should have a the next podcast hopefully will be with a international guest sort of someone who's sort of um quite prominent in the rimfire in canada and in the u.s um robert f kennedy jr nah, his voice is too gravelly oh yeah um but no um so hopefully that'll happen uh, very soon i'll be trying to make it happen for a while yeah but um thank you all for listening and as we mentioned earlier, if you use the code MAGDUMPMARK at, uh, on the Gun Racks website, you can save 10% on your chosen item. That can be a rifle, that can be a shotgun, that can be projectiles. 10%. 10%. Um, yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you all soon. Okay, bye.